0: This call is being recorded.
1: You are Locked On Browns, uh, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, uh, late Sunday afternoon for what will be your Monday episode of Locked On Browns here. Get into the uh, undrafted free agent signings here a bit. Um, going to peek around the north here um, for anybody that follows the show. uh, You'll certainly know some of the names that went to either Cincinnati, Baltimore, or Pittsburgh as we uh, break the all, break this all down here with uh from si.com Pete Smith um, Browns uh, digest over uh, sportsillustrated.com. uh Pete and the team put together a great weekend here outstanding work if you haven't gotten all caught up uh, make sure you take some time to go ahead and do all of that here um undrafted free agent class uh, I guess Pete maybe you know maybe highlighted you know highlighted uh, cornerback AJ Green who they invested a ton of money into Um, Alex Taylor, who you got to see down in Mobile, big, massive offensive tackle out of South Carolina state here. UDFA uh, class, Pete, some thoughts here.
0: Um, AJ Green's probably got the best chance to maybe make the team. Um, Other than that, I think most of these guys are trying to uh, show themselves to be worth practice squad spot. The one safety, let me see. There's one safety that's kind of interesting. Uh, they, they signed a couple. One, they, Apparently, somebody's hanging around Liberty quite a bit, which is maybe good, but also a little concerning. Um, but uh, let's see. Elijah Benton. Elijah Benton is the one that's kind of interesting. He's from, uh, he's from Liberty. And he uh, didn't test because, obviously, you know, some few did. But his production was pretty good. And at some point, I want to get a chance to watch him. Um, they signed a couple running backs, uh, which is interesting. The kid from Charlotte is neat, I guess, because he's pretty productive. He's, he's a freaking bowling ball. He's barely five, eight, he's 220 pounds. Uh, and then they signed, uh, Brian Harrion from Georgia, who was a lot of really good running backs backup. Uh, you know, but, uh, the quarterback from Princeton's interesting. If nothing else, it's on brand. Uh, but the, the the Ivy League had a couple of pretty good quarterbacks, and I thought th- th- this one was good. And that, and if, if I'm not mistaken, this was like Pr- Princeton's year uh, before the whole thing got shut down. But they had another. Uh, there was another one that had like a rocket arm that uh, clearly they didn't get. Um, yeah. So AJ Green's the big one, and then the kid from Liberty benton is interesting everybody else like alex taylor uh former hooper he's basically six eight and a half but he's still trying to grow into his body to be an offensive tackle like he plays hard he gets after it but he's just not there strength wise but he has some interesting athletic tools so you know after the Browns didn't take the really tall offensive tackles, I thought they would. They signed, or at least for the moment, have a undraft, the tallest undrafted free agent tackle in Alex Taylor from South Carolina State.
1: Oh uh, yeah, like you said, you know the body is there. Um, you know, functioning that and all that size into you know what would ultimately be, you know, at least a, you'd hope for at best maybe a swing tackle in this league. Um, you have a lot of work to be done here. Uh AJ Green, as you say about any Big 12 defensive back, uh, you know, obviously they you know they've seen a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of pass reps. Um went after him hard. We're actually in competition with AJ Green with some other teams. And uh he may have, if he wasn't the largest, he was one of the largest uh, amount of money that was given out to any undrafted free agent here. Um, but Pete, this isn't hopefully where the business is of this team anymore. You know, it, it's not gonna be like in years past you know, where you're saying, well, maybe if we can get, you know, this guy or this guy in UD, you know, un- as an undrafted free agent, it's a real shot to make the team. If these guys can't make your team, hopefully your roster construction is at least going in the correct way.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, for the most part, obviously you don't want to be relying on undrafted free agents to fill out your roster, but I mean, it's another resource. And obviously there are a number of them that contribute in the NFL every year. So it's certainly an opportunity, look, anything where you sign players or get players is an opportunity to get better. Uh, so you'd like to see where that can happen. Um, you know, they, they went this avenue with a couple of linebackers uh, to try to, you know, because obviously that's not something that's a high priority as far as draft assets. But it is a position that you can typically find at least some, some talent in there. They signed a couple of linebackers to try to you know uh, compete and see if they can do that they same thing with running back like it's just a, another avenue to try to find find some players and unfortunately just by the the nature of uh this year and not being able to test i mean some of these guys might have been far more interesting if you know they had some eye popping private workouts and stuff but it's like it's just sort of difficult with some of these guys because you just don't have like a ton of information to work with uh, as far as, as what they did. So we'll see. I mean, I, I suppose this year's undrafted free agent class uh, league-wide has, has the opportunity to sort of present some interesting surprises. Uh,
1: in that respect, and the question will be how much time do they get with said franchises to, you know, make their mark, so to speak. Um, you know, obviously those things would be going on. Later this week, um, they're not going to go on. And those are big opportunities, especially for an undrafted free agent. It's only, it would only be rookies. So you'd have that opportunity to make your mark. Um, a little bit more difficult to do it, obviously, the way with everything currently construed here, you know, NFL-wise, you know, with all the doors being shut, so to speak, here. We'll get to your AFC North team's uh, draft reviews here in a second from SI.com. He's Pete Smith. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, here. If you're like me, and this seems to be going on daily in the light Household, As we're eating breakfast, we're going to think about what we're eating for dinner. Uh, I enjoy food. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside the front door. They also have Postmates pickup which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up, you guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. Uh, If you all want to get back to your normalcy, have the places you want to go. I've been ordering local. You should be ordering local too. you know, take care of these people. You know, it's always people you go to, to ask to sponsor the Little League team, things of that nature. Uh, All you could do is be there for them now as they've been there for you guys over the years. Postmates just doesn't deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off right outside the door. To download Right now, download Postmates on, uh, on iOS or Android and find your favorites and get everything you needed delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 off free delivery credit for your first seven days. Start using your free deliveries, download the app and use the promo code all caps, no space, locked on NFL. That's code locked on NFL for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Everything you need, anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmates.
0: Hey, does Postmates go to McDonald's?
1: I was waiting how long it was going to take you to go ahead and jump because- in with that one
0: there's there's a, there's an order you could put in that uh you owe uh because you said you uh you could do this in in an hour so if postmates can go get it for you I, I, that's that's a nice little tie in to postmates and uh backing up a, a boast you made
1: i recall i recall well sir i recall well, sir
0: but, Pete, we're here to talk about the Bengals. Um, I don't know if
1: Postmates goes the We're going to have to look into this one, guys. Um, obviously, the night all started. Uh, the draft all started. Uh, the selection of Joe Burrow. Um, round two, T. Higgins. Um, for me, you know, I, Pete, we, we talked about this with Jonah Williams. Maybe they'll find out for themselves when they finally actually get him out there and tackle and realize he's a guard. Maybe that happens when you don't actually get your player to play in his rookie year, so you're not sure what he is. Uh, Logan Wilson, round three. Akeem Davis-Gaither. Round four, Khalid Kareem, Notre Dame in round five. uh, Six, Akeem and Energy uh, off the tackle out of Kansas. Um, Player I loved in round seven, obviously with two ACL injuries in Marcus Bailey. Um, First initial things, Pete, we've joked about this linebacker group for Cincinnati for a couple of years now and how they were just bad, bad on bad, even worse. Um, So obviously what do you do with a a very, very bad positional group? You throw as much assets as you can at it. Figured they would do something for the offensive line early. It does seem weird that you're going to, you know, have all this great investment with Joe Burrow, and you know, not basically select somebody to protect said said major investment. Um, not not a terrible class. I mean, in typical Bengal fashion, it's not very sexy. They made every one of their selections. Um, picked the first pick at the top of each round and just moved on down here. Three linebackers: Joe Burgo, T. Higgins, Pete.
0: Uh, I think their draft class overall is okay. Um, I, I, I I will push back all day on the idea that all these people are talking about how Joe Burrow is like the greatest prospect since whoever, like he's way better than Tyler Murray. He's way better than Baker Mayfield. He's not better than Baker Mayfield, uh, as a prospect. He just isn't. And it has everything to do with his arm. Uh, Yeah, that matters. They're both really accurate. Uh, He's mobile. He can do a lot of really uh, things at a really high level, but he does have arm strength questions and he can be great, but Baker Mayfield doesn't. He's got a better arm and he can do all these other things. He's mobile and all these other, he may not be quite as uh, athletically gifted uh, in terms of his mobility as burrow, but he can throw it way harder and way farther. T Higgins is okay. Um, I don't know if I feel that great about that pick. He's big guy. He's a jump ball guy. I guess. It's not where I would have gone with that pick, certainly. Um, they had an opportunity to go get a guy like Denzel Mims. Um, I, I just I think T. Higgins is okay. I think they could have done better with that pick. Um, I know you love Logan Wilson. There's a lot to like about Logan Wilson. I don't love that his age is is up there, but He's certainly more capable than most linebackers they've had in years to actually stop a pass. Um, And that's really, really important for the Bengals because this has been an outright disaster for years. So they get that. Akeem Davis-Gaither, I have, again, I know there are a lot of people who absolutely love him. I think he's okay. Uh, He's speedy. A little undersized, but he's a rangy guy. He can make some plays and, and do some stuff like that. I, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, uh, if the Browns line up and run right at him, or the Ravens line up run, and run right at him. But you know, they had they, they they let everybody who wasn't Jermaine Pratt walk at linebacker, so they had to do that. They had to uh, deal with that. Um, Khalid Kareem. Okay. I, I don't love him. His first step drives me insane. He's so slow off the ball. Uh, so I don't love that pick, but it's depth. It's a shot, whatever the pick. I really like for them. My my favorite pick of their draft is Hakeem De- Deneji out of Kansas. I think he's going to be a guard, uh, but he, he was really, really impressive at the senior bowl, taking guard reps. And he, to my knowledge, he hadn't done it yet. And he looked really, really natural. I I wouldn't be surprised if he plays for them pretty damn quickly. He's I think he's got the goods. Marcus Bailey, much like uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know this is a, this is a, a bet, sort of a, a shot to see if this can work. If his knees check out and he can play for a while, he's got incredible talent. Uh, just crazy productive. Played in Ohio State's backyard and was better than a lot of the linebackers they had at Purdue. But he tore both ACLs in his college career, and and that's unfortunate. And you know, if if he's, it, it may be a situation where maybe he's good for a year and then has another knee injury, or maybe he's never able to do anything because of the knees or whatever. But uh, it, again, if you're gonna take a bet and hope that things work out i mean that's sort of where you do it and I, th- I think that's a worthwhile pick but yeah burrow is fine i think he's a little overrated don't get me wrong he had one of the greatest college seasons ever maybe the greatest college season ever uh but uh, i don't think he's as good as bigger mayfield and i love the identity pick uh
1: i think you know they have the makings of what could possibly be a linebacker core here obviously i was a fan of logan wilson uh, Akeem Davis Gaither, uh, you know, the question is going to be, you know, is does he run as well as people who are trying to tell us he does? Um, that's not proven here. <clears throat> Marcus Bailey, um, you know, everybody says he'll be ready to go. Of course, we have no idea when ready to go and when the actual start time for ready to go is. Um, but, you know, he's a player that could hit the ground running right out of the gates here. The um, question is just going to be, you know, how do the knees hold up? Um, similar to, uh, I get what was it, uh, Kiko Alonzo, I guess, or whatever, who had his knee issues in the league. Um, you just don't know what you're getting. You don't know what the time span on a career is here. You know, obviously, all this is invested in Burrow. And for me, the T. Higgins pick is just kind of, like, confusing. I mean, you have Ross, who at times was finding his way last year. Pete, we established about a year and a half ago that the torch was passed within the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver room that – Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd was now their number one wide receiver. It was no longer A.J. Green. Uh, A.J. Green, it, it just feels so weird. I can't remember the last time we literally even saw the guy. And then you get into the fact they want to, you know, pay him elite money. You have no idea what you're doing. I, I know the age isn't all that old, um, but you haven't seen basically hide or hair of him, which is probably why you went ahead and made this, you know, T. Higgins selection here. Um, but if it goes like they want him to, you know, it's gonna. It'll be difficult to see how they manage this wide receiver room here. I think they probably just needed more help on that offensive line. Whatever. I guess they chose not to do it. That you know. That's on them. Maybe they know more. Maybe they're right on Jonah Williams. Um. And but look, it's you know with any of us, and we know how this went in 2018 with any franchise. You draft a quarterback at number one overall. That's going to be what makes or breaks the next couple of years and next couple of seasons for this team. And see if they can get them close, get themselves closer. You know, to seven. Wins and then hopefully a jump in a year two or year three, you know, as they can probably fill out the roster a little better. But, you know, all in all, as you know, yes, I like what they did and I like their free agency, but if you look at, you know, compared to it to some of the other teams in this division, I'm not sure, you know, they narrowed the gap so much, so to speak.
0: Well, no, and they're, they're, they are, I don't know if even rebuilding is the right word. Uh, they tore the whole thing down, other than they, they didn't trade away their veterans, which I'm sorry, it still didn't make any damn sense to me. You could have traded away A.J. Green. You could have traded away Geno Atkinson. You could have traded away Carlos Dunlap, and you did none of those things while finishing dead freaking last. Um, those could have been draft picks. Um, so th- they're basically starting over. Uh, I don't think you want to be in a situation where you have to draft an entire new linebacking core. But it's at least it's prudent, I guess. But if Higgins works, I mean, I, it, it'll be a, a nice boost. They get another nice weapon. I, I I think my biggest gripe with their draft is they didn't do enough to bolster the offensive line. And and I and I wonder if we're going to be you know, especially if T Higgins doesn't work, if we're going to be sitting here going, why didn't you take Josh Jones? at 33 or why didn't you take Ezra Cleveland at 33? You have a God awful right tackle. You have questions <laughs> on the interior and Jonah Williams, you know, you hope he's great, but this is the franchise. The Browns just did this where they, their entire draft, what or their entire off season has been dedicated to make Baker Mayfield be good. And they're, they, they've enabled that to happen. And the Bengals, I, 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 I think that's going to be a theme this year is if Joe Burrow is playing, I assume he's going to be out there. I mean, the Andy Dalton thing, still still ongoing. Uh, maybe they wait. But if whoever is at quarterback back there, they have to find a way to block Miles Garrett. They have to find a way to block Sheldon Richardson. They have to blo- find a way to block Olivier Vernon. They have to find a way to block Adrian Claiborne. They have to find a way to block Ariel Ganjobi. And if this kid's getting killed the whole year, that's going to be the entire talk. Why didn't we do more to protect him?
1: It's number one. It's What it's all about is Joe Barrow getting this team and leading this team where they think he's going to be. Um, and, and, and I'm uh, with you. Uh, you know, Look, you could have added, if this goes right, T. Higgins might be their third or fourth wide receiver if this goes right for them. Um, you could have gotten the same guy with the third round selection to be your third or fourth wide receiver in this class and addressed the offensive line here. And guess that's, what? Even if Jordan Williams panned out, you would have upgraded the right tackle position. You know, maybe they feel yeah, they that, did that, that with, that's, you know.
0: That's, that's exactly right. I, I think that's the key is is T. Higgins or whoever, you know, Denzel Mims or whoever, is that good enough to not have done that in the third round and gotten a second round of tackle or, or whatever? But, I mean, it's not like they had to take one of those two guys. It's just they took one offensive lineman, and they took him in round six. That's that's a little curious
1: to me. Um, yeah, for me, especially with you know, the investment, um, you know, obviously in general, Joe Burrow, this is what it's all about right now and the direction of this team, how this team is going to move on here. Um, and we will go to next, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, obviously, uh, first round uh, pick, uh, Patrick Queen. Um, this is where the Ohio State fans start to get a little bit upset um no, it's not gonna be fun to see jk dobbins in that offense a couple times a year no guys i'm not gonna lie to you there a uh, bunch of texas influence here uh J- just amount the defensive tackle pete's boy devin duvernay wide receiver uh from texas um this is where it happened again obviously um browns took jacob phillips baltimore ravens took malik harrison Going in at day three, Ben Bredesen, offensive lineman, Broderick Texas from Texas Tech, James Prochet from Southern uh, Southern Methodist, so obviously big, big Texas influence, and closed it out in seventh round with safety, Gino Stone. Pete, we had talked about this was another team that needed assistance at the linebacker position. Um, the wide receivers, I'm not sure how well they're going to maybe mesh – with, you know, Lamar, I mean, I think you see it more, obviously, for DuVernay, you know, who obviously you know runs well, um, you know, probably do some things out of the slot. You know, maybe they're going to try to, you know, not be so tight end dependent in the passing game here. Um, but it, it, it's it, it's a nice group of players. And, you know, look, I mean, you know, there's a reason teams stay consistently, you know, near the top of their division year in, year out. It's because, uh, you know, they know how to do business.
0: Yeah, I mean – Patrick queen uh, that seemed was probably the guy they wanted the entire time. And it just so happened to work out that they got him. I'm curious to see how good he actually is, depending on what model you use. He's either really good or he's, you know, it's going to be a train wreck. So it's interesting. Um, JK Dobbins is a good back. There's just no getting away from it. Um, I don't know how much that, changes things offensively, but he's good, and that's, you know, it's getting a good player. Abuike is interesting, because I always, he always reminded me of Larry yogan Like, that's the exact guy I always saw when I watched him, uh, and you know, I, I am not sure the Ravens are going to run the glitz the grits blitz of Jerry Glanville in the late 70s Falcons, but I kind of hope they do, because they have a thousand <laughs> defensive linemen. Um, so, He's a a good prospect. Again, I think he's like Oga Joby. I think he's like a sort of a nose that can do some things. Uh Devin Duvernay, uh the only concern you have with Duvernay is that it took him so long to sort of be dominant at Texas that he was basically, you know, uh sort of it, it was this year was the the year he was great, but you know, John Harbaugh decided to rub it in all weekend how good Devin Duvernay was uh oh, I've never seen him drop a pass. All these other things are just just rubbing it in my face he's just he's a guy you can hand him the law, he can streak down the field four three speed running back mentality, he tracks the ball really, really well, you know like you talk about guys like will fuller and well he he's he's great he 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 can take the top off a of defense and he he makes a couple big plays a game, and that's with all of his drops and all that. This guy doesn't have those and he still does those things. So it's terrifying to have to deal with it. Now we'll see how good Lamar Jackson is with that. But again, they have a bunch of young receivers that if those guys grow up, they have a track team at receiver now. They have uh they have uh what's his fa Marquise, whatever, Marquise Brown from last year. They have Duvernay now. They have Miles Boykin from Notre Dame, who is a big, strong, fast kid. Like, they've got a lot of speed at receiver. And if they can grow up and be good while having all those tight ends, that was the exact dynamic I was hoping the Browns would get is, you know, they have these big tight ends on the inside, and then the outside, they sort of have these, uh, these guys who can go all over the field. So he's great. Malik Harrison is, good, is a good player for playing in the box and stopping the run. He's very, very good at it. Um, we talked about this with the draft. I think Jacob Phillips, the the nod he had over Harrison was special teams. He plays them. I don't think Harrison did, um, but they're both kind of the same player. So I, I think that was a good pick. And then the Ravens did more to address their offensive line, which is good, than the Bengals did. Uh, Tyree Phillips, okay. Uh, I think Ben Bredesen's a pretty good player. Uh, taken at the same spot, basically they took Marshall Yance. I think I like the, I
1: think I like Bredesen better where they got him than they than I do. Certainly the kid from um uh, you know the other guard, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, Tyree Phillips from Mississippi State. Um, Broderick Washington, I, I I don't think he's going to make the team. Um, James Crochet, <laughs> fascinating player. I, I think where they got him is right. He's crazy productive at SMU, but he wasn't Cortland Sutton. He wasn't some of those other guys. He's a lot like K.J. Hill, except, you know, he actually produced in, a, in one single year where he was great. Uh, but <laughs> we'll see if he can sort of last. And then Geno Stone, I'm curious to find out what sort of the story was with why he went as late as he did. But he's a guy not unlike when they picked Chuck Clark from, from Virginia Tech. Uh, where he was in the seventh round, and they just signed him to an extension. Where it's just like one of these guys, where it's sort of like I don't know why he lasted this long, but he's a good player, and we want a good player. And they they went back in to go get him. Um,
1: yeah, I mean Stone and look, I mean you know Ravens have always done well with the safety position. They've always played you know a bunch of them, so they probably find a role for him. Uh, yeah, I you know I, I think you know I like the pick of Bredison. I, I think it fits what they want to do. Obviously, you know, um, lost you know Marshall Yanda. Uh, no other way around The Guy you know, put together a Hall of Fame career here. Um, the With the additions, you know, obviously some help to the defensive line. Um, obviously, already made some money, you know, made some money improvement there with Calais, uh, Calais Campbell. Uh, you got yourself two more linebackers. You know, the linebacker unit was part of an issue for him, but, you know, strong secondary, uh, addressed the offensive line. A couple more things to work with within the passing game for Lamar Jackson as you're hoping to maybe progress him more as a passer because you just don't want to continue to have to run the risk of him carrying the ball as much as he does here. Um, Ravens know what they're doing. Uh, They know how to do business. This is why they're here. This is why they're Uh, pain in the ass. This is how you win 10 straight regular season games in the NFL. It's by, you know, knowing what you are doing here. Uh, We'll get to the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Uh, We've done Cincinnati. We've done Baltimore. Talk some undrafted free agent talk. Oh, and one last thing on the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Bronson, Rick Steiner, Rick Steiner's kid. Guess where he went as the undrafted free agent? Yes, indeed, folks. The Baltimore Ravens. Uh, if you're not subscribed yet on iTunes, make sure you take care of that. And you are subscribed now? Please leave a rating review over there. If you're not following on Spotify, same thing. Make sure you follow over there. Written ratings, I mean written reviews, five star ratings, all this stuff here on iTunes on uh, on Spotify, guys. Please, thank you, appreciated. With no first round pick to speak of for the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously part of the Mike and Fitzpatrick Pete uh, deal. Pete, uh, the first. Selection was made on day two. Wide receiver at a Notre Dame question is whether or not you're going to dabble trying to use him at a tight end. Um, and everybody, that's not a knock. Look, if you can take this super ridiculously good athlete, and like Pete will tell you all the time about tight ends, is they do a lot of shit. If you can add more to a super athletic profile like one of Chase Claypool's and you can do more with him, that is all the more better. Um, we'll see if that's the approach they're going to go with with him. Uh, Alex Highsmith out of Charlotte. Uh, player, a lot of people like. Um, Question is going to be, you know, how long does it take? You know, t- uh, making the jump from Charlotte here to be an NFL contributor um, in round four. Of course, they took Anthony McFarland, a running back. I spent a ton of time talking about on this show. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, uh, if guard in the fourth round, Kevin Dotson, kind of a, just a bully. Um, and guess who else Pittsburgh took? Antoine Pricks Antoine Brooks Jr. Out of Maryland, another time. Another guy spent two tons of time talking about it on this show. And close it close it out with one of the Davis brothers, Carlos Davis defensive tackle from Nebraska here. Uh Pete, uh look, didn't have much to work with. Um, you know, obviously a lot of this is on Ben. You know, Jameis Winston almost came to fruition, Pete, until he decided that New Orleans was a better situation for a little bit less money. Something we thought was going to happen. But Pittsburgh is loaded and um. I mean, loaded, but, you know, obviously, you know, the, the cupboards uh, have been replenished, so to speak. Here's some new blood down in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Chase Claypool, um, he's not done yet, but he's really, really talented. And, you know, I don't think anybody really expected him to test as well as he did. But it, So, it was, like, really eye-opening. But when you watch Notre Dame, um, you saw a guy who just, would catch like drags in these short passes and just run around and sort of make plays. And he's, you know, I, I think he's like sort of a, he's sort of like Mike Jacecki coming out of Penn state, not quite the athlete, but a very, very, very good athlete. And, you know, those guys can sort of take a little bit of time to work, but you also have to keep them a receiver. Like don't mess around and try to make them tight ends. Uh, He's a guy who will just hurt corners as far as blocking. Um, and if you're trying to sort of, you know, with the amount of tight ends they've signed and added and all these things, they've got a really interesting sort of offense. My question with that, and, and, and maybe that's sort of baked in here, is they, they realize Claypool's not done yet and they have some receivers, but, uh, you know, how many of these – who's going to get on the field and who's going to get cut? Because they've got a lot of them. Um, Alex Smith. He's got a Pro Bowl profile, as does Claypool, actually. Um, you know, he's he's sort of what the, the Steelers have always drafted. He's, uh, you know, undersized, really productive, um, reasonably, you know, he's got good speed. His agility is not great. He's not strong enough yet. But he just does stuff that just consistently causes problems for offenses. I mean, even watching him against Clemson, he's not, like, out of place. He looks – good he plays hard against the run and and I have to think that they in it you look he first and foremost he's a third pass rusher but you know the 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 deal they have going with Bud Dupree, fifteen point eight million dollars of Bud <laughs> Dupree I you know also I assume he's gone after one this year.
1: year. He did yeah, one I, year and they gave him fifteen mil.
0: I, I assume you know he's gone after this year and, and, and his question is is Highsmith gonna be sort of enough? to be that other guy opposite of JJ Watt or do they have to go get another guy and have, you know, have a really nice three man tandem. Um, you know, Anthony McFarlane is interesting. Um he's he's completely different from the other backs they have. No doubt. Um you know, they they got Benny Stole last year, that probably doesn't say very, you know, much about their confidence in him. They've got that other toolsy kid they drafted who hasn't done anything. Um, and and James Conner gets banged up a little bit. So, you know, you get a really explosive option in the amount of throwing they do and the amount of weapons they have. If Ben is going and they're sort of back to that, then Anthony McFarland is sort of this dude who can, like, just hang out, and suddenly he's running a wheel route up the sideline, and he's making a huge play because that's literally what he is. He's a home run hitter, and that's at least a little... Scary from their standpoint. It's just again, where 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 is this gonna, you know, come out on the other end? Who's who's sort of gone after this? Kevin Dotson feels like a Steelers type guard. They're never very good, but they're not bad either. Um Antoine Brooks, you know, we need to start just doing this show for the because they just you know, they just come in. He's he's sort of a linebacker ish type strong safety, which fits what they do. Um it, it sort of Again, I don't know why they they come into this show to take all the players, but um, they've got nothing out of some of these picks they've made in the past. And I think Anthony Antoine Brooks is sort of better than a lot of them. Uh, they get depth. They let they let Sean Davis go. Um, they've got the uh, Tremaine Edmonds, the the lesser Edmonds, and they've got to see if that's going to work. Brooks is just a energetic guy, loves the game. There's just a lot to like about him um and sort of what they're doing. And then Carlos Davis, the lesser Davis twin, um, is a nice uh nose tackle. Look, I mean they they lost Javon Hargrave to the Eagles, who you know, so they could pay Bud Dupree fifteen point eight million dollars. Uh and they have to replace that. Javon Hargrave was good, like way better than Bud Dupree. And now they've got uh, the giant-headed uh, Chris Wormley uh, in there, and he may not even really play nose. And they may put Carlos Davis with, uh, 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 with McCullers in there, Daniel McCullers, to sort of try to clog that up. But that was an issue that they sort of have to still address. My biggest takeaway, I'm not sure anyone but the Ravens is going to play defense in this division this year. I, I, I'm not – I'm curious to see if anybody can stop anyone. Every team, like the the Browns and the Steelers, look really, really potent on offense. The Ravens look like they're going to be good on offense. And obviously the Browns are sort of at a little bit of a disadvantage with everything. It's a win they're going to get on the field. but They've just got a ton of talent. And then the Bengals did a ton to improve the offense, other than protecting their quarterback. I I, I don't know if any of these teams are going to stop anybody other than the Ravens.
1: Um. With Anthony McFarland, what I think, and I'm agreeing with you, I'm thinking little Willie Parker from you know when Willie Parker was the flavor down in Pittsburgh, and it wasn't ever you know, always a ton of carries. It was the fact that he was going to rip one for 65, and then he was going to manipulate 15, to 18 touches, and somehow into you know 100 total yards whatsoever. Um, yeah, obviously Alex Highsmith, it's going to be it's going to be a rehearsal here. You're going to get one year. Um, or are you going to be the guy we can transition to? After we realized that maybe paying Bud Dupree 15, $15.8 dollars to be the second pass rusher on this team. And when TJ Watts agents start coming and saying, yo, it's time to pay the Piper over here uh, this first round, uh rookie deal ain't cutting it no more here. So Highsmith for them is probably crucial here. Um look, you don't really know where they're with, with Juju. I mean, for Juju, it was a lost year here. So there's a big opportunity for Chase Claypool to come Chase Claypool uh, Claypool to come in here. Um you like the mixture of it. You know, obviously, you know, Juju. Crazy shifty underneath, you know, to up until this point, you know, up until last season, you know, had had a really, really good two-year run in Pittsburgh that you're going to need more at that position. You're going to go back to throwing the ball a hell of a lot more here with Ben back. That's hopefully going to be the bread and butter. And like you said, can, you know, they're going to be able to score, uh, score enough points to stop him. Antoine Brooks Jr. For me, I see the fit. I see if I, I saw fit for with everybody, this is, was a guy look, and you know, I remember the combine night and oh, tonight people are going to learn Antoine Brooks Jr. going be a first round pick. I love the kid. Let's not let's not lose our minds. Then went out, ran a four-six two, showed that you know he was, you know, somewhat limited in that respect. Um, he's a smart player. He's an intelligent player. Um, he plays well around the line of scrimmage. Um, against teams who are still, you know, uh, teams that are still focused on running the ball. You're gonna need a player like Antoine Brooks Jr. Um with the size, with the length he he does, he can play closer to the line of scrimmage, playing this pseudo money backer type of role or, you know, big nickel that teams are doing nowadays. So I do you know, like that pick here. Um, I, I just don't know if it's enough. I think everything for them, and this is the one thing I get with talking with Pittsburgh people, and everybody's just like, oh, no, Ben's going to be all right. I mean, you know, look, you know, Eli just retired. Uh, L.A. decided it was done with Philip Rivers. There was, they didn't think he could help him anymore. I just don't know why everybody just thinks that Ben, who's the same age as these guys, obviously all part of the same class, that you know, oh well, you know, Zelbo's all good now. You know, he's just going to be fine. Seems to me like a lot here. You've done nothing else to address the quarterback position after him. You're still going to run out, you know, the same two chumps who were running out last year. I, I I'm really surprised Pittsburgh did not take a quarterback in this class, Pete.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I almost feel like they gave up. <laughs> they, they, they basically decided, look, we can't draft these things. We just can't. Um, We're going to sign somebody else's. That's why I always thought if they could get him, Jameis Winston made a ton of sense. He plays the same style. If they could sort of correct it uh, and get him just to be a little more efficient, it could be really, really good. Um, But especially when some of these guys started like going down the board, like uh, Jacob Eason in particular seemed like a guy that they might like. Big arm kid that didn't need to play right now. But I really uh, thought the Raiders he,
1: were going to take Eason, At least with what they did. It made it point to me that I really thought they were going to make a point on getting him early yesterday, but did yeah, not. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, you, you you draft Mason Rudolph, you you draft uh the kid out of Tennessee who I think is better than either of the quarterbacks they actually kept. Uh and then you you have Duck uh Hodges. Um yeah, and none of them can play. And so I don't know what their plan is. And, and maybe it just, you know, they, they, they there were quarterbacks they liked and they just didn't sort of meet up with where they were, but there, there is, there is, and in the Steelers, again, this is, you can't, you have to stake their heart to get them down, but it just feels like there's a, a clock on this team and it's running out pretty quickly. Uh But again, we'll see. They, they always bounce back and they always manage to figure it out. So, um, it would be great if they they were you know heading towards sort of the end here. Uh, Joe Thomas predicted they were going to finish in last in the division. I'm not going there, uh, but uh, yeah, there's they're, they're certainly again an opportunity to sort of take that step and and pass them and be with the Ravens and sort of you know competing for that division. We'll see how far the Browns can get there, but certainly from a talent standpoint, offensively they got a ton of talent. Defensively. They have a lot of pieces they have to put together to make this thing work, and it may be a year away on that side of the ball, uh, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch.
1: Uh, well, of course, you know that's that's what we're here for, um, and hopefully it'll be you know sooner than later here uh, tomorrow, four o one p.m. Pete, the um, you know comp picks are no longer involved here. Anything left on the market that you think the Cleveland Browns should be an in on come tomorrow at four o one p.m.
0: I don't know if it I, – I I. mean, I honestly didn't care about the comp pick. I mean, the Browns aren't getting anything. Um, no,
1: they spent a ton.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, linebacker continues to be the question mark. Uh, I, I know everybody's sitting there hoping that they're going to get Nigel Bradham, and Nigel Bradham's like, dude, not healthy. Ankles messed up, all these other things going on. Uh, but coming out of the draft, I mean, that continues to be the question mark. They have more bodies at linebacker. Uh, I continue to think it's essentially going to be what amounts to be two Mike backers in there. Uh, and, and that's going to sort of be, if, if, that, if, if, if Shoney, Taki Taki and Jacob Phillips are your wills um, that sort of question, maybe they, unless they, maybe Mac Wilson can sort of become that they may want sort of a, a linebacker that maybe specializes in just covering things. That might be something. So uh, that's the position that jumps out at me. Maybe they look at another corner because I was surprised they didn't draft one. Um, Again, A.J. Green is going to have his shot, but that would be sort of another question mark that you could sit there and go, "Hmm, I don't know. And, of course, I'm always looking for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to trade for uh, Kareem Hunt, and now they could give us either a second round or third round pick from next year to do it.
1: Huh, there you go. Tampa, pick up the phone. Um, I was actually talking with Stephen Thomas today. He brought up the name Marcus Golden, and, you know, that m- could be something here, an extra edge here. You know, this late in the game, it's not going to cost you a ton of money. Um, so and, you know, effective, you know, in some time.
0: What's up? I said, no, he's going to cost you a ton of money. That's the only reason he's not signed. He he, he wants money. Oh, That's, oh, he, oh he's, he's going wants- the trade Boston route. Yes. Hundred percent. He wants money. And and he may get it, uh, as opposed to some of these other teams. Remember, you've got three big dominoes left to fall. Uh you've got Jadevian Clowney, you've got Everson Griffin, and you've got him. So, you know, obviously Jameis Winston was a big sort of move, but there's a big market out there for players that I don't think are really interesting to the Browns. I mean, again, Jadevian Clowney, we're gonna have this talk, but you just heard from the Browns yesterday that, you know, Olivier Vernon's here. They're not – we mm-hmm. keep poking and prodding at this thing, but they've sent the message, at least publicly, uh, that, that Olivier Vernon is here. So it, it, certainly they could try to add another one. I just don't know if they want to spend that much cap room to do it. But there are some big, big players – I mean, like, they're, they're, you know, there's this sense that, like, well, the NFL's draft's over, and, you know, obviously in a normal year we move on to minicamp and we move on to sort of getting, getting – you know, a little snapshot of of what's going to come. But with the way that this year worked out, there's a whole nother bunch of big players that are sitting there that haven't made moves yet. And that's, you know, that's not over. And I don't know how quickly it's going to end either.
1: Well, and what this draft brought you, it it didn't bring you a lot here. So, you know, for these players who haven't signed yet, it may not be the worst thing in the world because it was not a deep edge class. Um, Seattle, obviously, one of the teams you know mentioned here, whether it was Clowney, perhaps even for Griffin, um, you're not going to say, you're not going to sit in that front office in Seattle and say, oh, well, we drafted uh, Darrell Taylor in round two. We got no interest in either one of these guys. That's not going to change your focus here. Um, Everybody's always looking for pass rushing. The draft wasn't able to be, You know, able to deliver that this year, it just wasn't the year for uh, you know, obviously edge play out, uh, you know, pass rushing play, so it's not like these guys are in the toughest of spots here, um, and you know, so there's it's it's still one of the most important positions in the league, and you know, the draft was not able to help it here. So you've got to start thinking these guys, the interest is going to be getting there because somebody just did their shopping over the weekend here with the draft and said, you want to know what? We still have these pass rushing holes that we were just weren't able to address this weekend.
0: Yeah. um, Look, if I'm looking at the NFL right now, I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I'm saying, is Keyshawn Keyshawn Vaughn really enough? And I'm saying, no, it's not. And you've got your shot. Let's take that shot. Let's go get Kareem Hunt. Let's go make this happen. And give up a premium a draft asset to do it, and uh, that's where that goes. And other than that, you know, it's really about Postmates stepping up and making this McDonald's thing happen. That's that's the next step in the NFL calendar for me.
1: All right, Postmates, you've been warned. <laughs> the Golden Arches, you've been warned. My poor stomach and, and asshole, you've been put on I'll... warning. Um, all right, we start to get some jersey numbers. I obviously. What's up?
0: Oh, you, you said you could do it in an hour. Grant it. wow. That was a hell of a picture he threw out there on social media, by the I way. Can do it. He he was baby oiled up in that thing. What was the picture? Oh, he put himself out in a uh, – he's got a picture of himself wearing, you know, basically so, somebody went over it and put him in brown stuff, and he's in a number 22. Uh, but, yeah, he, look, he he's looking uh, looking good.
1: Well, I mean, he went out and you got a good one, man. You know, uh, you know. Obviously, jersey numbers are starting to come in here. You got but look like he's going to rock twenty two. Uh, Jabril Peppers' former number. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Thank God they're new uniforms because you're wearing Antonio Callaway's old gear. Hopefully, there wasn't le- something left in the old ones in the pockets here. Um, starting to get those fall. You know, obviously trickle on through here um we've gotten to uh your 2020 undrafted free agent clash for the cleveland browns we've gone around the afc north we'll get to the rest of the divisions you know we'll start with uh uh, you know, NFC East is going to be on the schedule this year, AFC South. So we'll pick through those divisions, those teams here in the coming days here. Um, it's nice to have ball to talk about them. I'm, I'm glad everybody in, you know, enjoyed it this weekend. I think everybody needed the break, and that was what the NFL draft was able to do. Um, you know, I was hoping for more issues and glitches and stuff, something that could be used in a blooper reel one day. that we didn't get too much of that here. Um, so we're going to put a bow on this one here. Make sure everything out. Make sure you're following at All the work from Browns Digest on SI.com, at underscore Pete Smith. Pete and his team doing a fantastic job over there. Uh, The show itself, at Browns, all lowercase. DMs are open. Um, Follow-back account, anything you want. Questions for the show, ideas, whatever. You're just a little shy on social media. Go ahead and feed over the DMs. Feed the DMs, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs open over there as well made McDonald's. I guess we're going to have to make this happen soon. We're going to have to make sure we've got some Tums, at least two Tums. We're going to need you in on this, too, probably, guys. So, you know, if you want to jump to the table here, uh, this is your daily delivery of all things to all count. LGB on the L Let's go Browns.